Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, behave! What's up? Back at it again. Woo! I don't keep track of days because I work on all of them. Sounds like a good, that sounds like a rap line, doesn't it? Feels like something Jay Billis would tweet at like five in the morning. <laughs> I, I got to get to work. Is he still doing the thing where he tweets that uh, rap lyric every morning? You, you got to be up early to keep up with those East Coasters. Sometimes if I can't sleep and I uh, check Twitter, that all the health experts say that's the last thing you should ever do is click yep. your phone when you first wake up. So I do it every single morning. If I'll run into some Jay Billis' tweets that I got to go to work. He has not. He didn't do it. I'm rolling through his tweets. Uh, didn't do it on the 21st. Did it on the 19th. Did not working every day. It's summer. Oh, so on off days you don't tweet lyrics. Maybe just some days you're feeling it. Some days you're just uh, you know at the lake or somewhere on the river. Two o'clock uh, scheduled start time on this Tuesday afternoon. Two o five first pitch. We're underway. RP on the stream says big prime Big Ben level pump fakes here. Now we're right on schedule today, baby. Part of it is we've already had, we've already done, um, we already did a pod today. <laughs> you guys just aren't going to see it for a week. But uh, should we tell people, John, about what's coming up? Uh, how should we say this? Sunday night? We got a big guest coming on the show? Yeah, for next week's Monday pod. Next week's Monday pod. We have coming up on the show. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. USC football coach. Fight on. How about that? We've been chasing Lincoln Riley for like two years. Good sound effect. <laughs> Is that the promo for the sound effect? Coming you know up what? this week on Haberman and Middlecoff. <laughs> USC football coach Lincoln Riley. Look at that. I mean, it's just three dudes talking, very casual, just talking a little ball, talking a little life, talking, you know, expenses, talking California real estate. Expenses. A rare show where Middlecoff doesn't have chest exposed. And uh, Lincoln did. Lincoln's dressed like a <laughs> singer-songwriter with that shirt. Yeah, he he, uh, he's definitely you know implemented casual Monday through Sundays at uh, Southern California. It's it's very, I would say this. Most football coaches tend to like they ain't wearing suits to the office in the first place. But I would say West Coast football, very very casual. I mean, hell, Coach Reed, West Coast guy. Even when I was in Philly, walk around no shoes, you know, basketball yep. shorts. They're football coaches. Yep. And it's and, and athletics has gotten even more casual probably the last three years, right? Even basketball. I mean, even coaches the NBA coaches, they don't even anymore. wear yeah. <laughs> Kenny Atkinson out there wearing a schmedium, looking good. I only say it because I'm you see I'm Bob Myers after they won the championship had no shoes on walking around Barefoot. the court. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how would you do that? I guess your shoes are soaked through with champagne. You don't have a well, choice. Well, he was he was asked why'd you change. He said, "Well, it's it's one of those suits that you ain't getting wet. So uh, if you had to go, <laughs> if you had, so he immediately changed. Like that was his point. Like it was a suit I was not going to ruin. What would you guess over under price point for a suit? I mean, he's tall, so it's a lot of fabric. I'd say seven thousand dollars. I I mean, I honestly, I don't know five five too. five to seven. Yeah. 
the way he said it on NBA TV, maybe it was more. He was, he was like dead serious. Like we yeah. weren't screwing this thing up because yeah. he was a guy. He was in basketball. Might shorts. be ten thousand. He looked like he looked like Lincoln with a towel over him and no shoes. Might be ten thousand. <laughs> I my most expensive suits. One of those buy one get one freeze men's warehouse. Uh, blue collar. So we talked to Lincoln Riley. He was actually he had a bunch of meetings. He had a camp to get to. So we appreciated them uh, over at USC fitting us in. Thanks, Cruton, yeah. He's got. You always got to be cruiting. Always got to be cruiting. So uh, we'll look for. We had fun talking to him. Uh, we'll talk. We've been talking a lot about him. I mean, Lincoln Riley's definitely one of the biggest sports stories of 2022 so far this year. You can't right. You can't deny that. Not Hayden because it's a big. I'm very glad that he came on the podcast. But anyone that followed his career closely at Oklahoma knows one of his, the points of difference is the head coach at Oklahoma. His office there was a monstrosity. Have you seen pictures of his office in Oklahoma? I mean, it was it looked like I don't even know. I, I mean, remember. It just, it's what you would build that, in. It's like what you would build if you built yourself an office. Yeah, it, like in a mansion. I mean, it just looks yeah. like. I mean, it's huge. Big, it's like crazy. Rolling big. leather couch. It, it does feel like he's got a pretty normal office right here, doesn't it? It, it appears that way, yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe this is his Zoom corner, you know? Yeah. I don't want to say anything because, uh, again, you know, it's just it's hot button issues uh, with Oklahoma and him. But that's just, his office just looks very, like, uh, very blue collar. Yeah. Like you build, you, you build like a up. wide receiver. You build up in California, John. You build out in Oklahoma. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, if you're listening to this, uh, just go Google Oklahoma's head coach's football office. It's got to be top 15 office in America. Like I mean, I've been CEO. in or- Oregon's office. is pretty awesome. That big? It's Couches big. and stuff? Yeah. Overlooks the practice field. Um, I remember Oklahoma. There's a great video. You can see his office. When You remember they did like a trick-or-treating video at Oklahoma like three, two, two years ago maybe, and every kid comes to the door and he doesn't have any candy. So he's handing them like, you know, like Sugar Bowl ring, Big 12 championship trophy. Here's one custom Jordan. Here's another custom Jordan. It was a pretty good little video. Um, and it just showed all the stuff that was stacked in his. In was his, it during uh, the season that Oklahoma did that thing where they brought all those cool cars and everyone, all the kids stood by the cars? That was, that was, that was Oklahoma. That was, yeah, that was Oklahoma. That was recruiting. They brought He's up got some, cars. whether these are his ideas or not, they got some incredible pitches. He does them, <laughs> right? <laughs> They yeah. say, Lincoln, this is what it's going to take. Lincoln goes, okay. Yeah. I'm not about it. the bullshit, but, you know, hey, I'll adapt. He's an adapter. I think if you're an air raid guy, you're an adapter. That's part of it, right? Like Mike Leach, you're an outside-the-box guy. Do you think it also just in college football just gets, if you want to win, you know, because remember when Harbaugh went to Michigan, people were like, this is crazy. And he just did, he just thought, this is what it's going to take to win. Oh, I got to do it. Shirt off in Rome. Remember that picture? Shirt off in Rome? Oh, yeah, that's right. Harbaugh, they, that, was that like their first offseason, right? They went to Rome or something like that? Yeah, remember, they, they? I mean, they traveled the world for like three straight years. That's right. You just, you got to do what you got to do to get the players. Uh, John, can we can we pour one out for, uh, anyway, Lincoln Riley, that's coming up. That'll um, debut on YouTube on Sunday, and the podcast will be out next Sunday as well. Monday, starting next week, our conversation with USC football coach Lincoln Riley. Fired up about that. Uh, can we pour one out for our for our guy? Oh, no, our guy Rob Gronkowski, who once went on Fox after his first or second retirement. Second retirement, first retirement. I mean, he's, he feels like he's been retired six times. Like, oh no, I'm retired. How can you train me? <laughs> and I stayed on the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's when they tried <laughs> to send him to the Lions. He told that story. So Gronk has retired, although in a, a rare twist, an hour after it was broken that he retired, his own agent said, well, I can see him coming back if Brady calls. So do you believe we've seen the last of NFL player Rob Gronkowski? No, I do not. No, I don't. Again? I wouldn't put my money on him coming back, but I wouldn't feel confident saying we never see him again. I think he's got a week eight written all over him. You know, he gets bored, stays in shape. You know, he doesn't. One thing's pretty clear. I I don't know if Drew's talked about this. Maybe there's been stories written that he has saved all of his endorsement money, or maybe it's maybe he's lived off the endorsement money and saved his checks. I, what, I think whatever it is, yeah. And he's like, don't get it fool. Don't let him fool you with his kind of antics. He's not as dumb or like his, the way he operates and lives his life. And clearly. When you're that good at football and Tom likes you that much, like his focus for football is relatively high. No one disputed because remember when the end of the Patriots, he was he looked like Barry Bonds. He had the huge elbow thing, he had the huge knee thing. And you're like, God, he is pretty beat up. Maybe he just wants no part of training camp. Obviously, no part of the offseason. I think it's pretty clear that Todd Bowles and Tom Brady, if they wanted him back, and he was cool to do it. Like it's not crazy to think he just shows up week eight. He knows the offense, right? Knows the offense will be in shape. As long, you know, as long as they're good which they should be then he's coming back if they're having like a disastrous season yeah uh but they should be having a good year so i think one thing is clear kind of in an nba sense you know not everybody can play an nfl season kind of like the chiefs did last year where it's like we're going to be in the playoffs we'll be one of the top seeds no one's too worried about it you don't really do a lot of uh, load management in the nfl because you just don't have that much wiggle room there's only 17 games but if they could find a way, if they get off to a good start, especially, and it's like, you know what? 10 games of Gronk is all we really need. That's ideal for him. And it gets you the best version of Gronk by the end of the year, right? I mean, the reality is, if you're going to be a one, two, or three seed, if you're a true Super Bowl contender, you don't want Gronk playing 17 games. Like, ideally, if you were the 49ers, you'd be like, Kittle doesn't really need to play in September. Let's ease him into the season. But it's just most teams, you don't usually have that kind of luxury. Um, but I think that's probably p- the position Tampa's in. I, when you announce, when your agent says you might come back on the day you retire, I'd say that's a pretty good indicator that you might come back. I saw this headline. Edelman, like pretty recently, did you see him ask about retirement? Like, is he uh, his knee or, toast? Or, or door potentially coming out of retirement? He says, I don't know. We'll see. Ask if he'll return to play with his NFL and former teammate, Tom Brady. That's called a little teaser. We'll see. We're staying in shape, but you never know. But I'd probably go back to the Patriots. I love the Patriots, Foxborough forever. He's he's kind of had this weird spot of... I wonder, Gronk had a much worse falling out with Bill, and obviously Tom kind of did too. It feels like he values what Bill meant to his life and career. That he hasn't... I don't know if Tom and Gronk have really taken shits on the Patriots, but... It's gotten a little weird. Edelman has been much more pro. Like, I haven't gone anywhere. You guys mean a lot to me. And I think him, Bill, remember when he hugging Bill after he won the uh, Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. And he called him the greatest coach of all time. And I mean, he won a Super Bowl MVP. Like, he, I, I wonder, he, I think he lives in Boston and LA. Like, it's just a, probably a little different point in his life. He's a little older than Gronk. New England He's might have more money for him age. if he were to come back. But I thought his knee was, was completely I, done. I think it is. But remember, we thought Gronk was physically shot and he That's came back. That's true. 
Uh, Tampa's early schedule, you remember they open on Sunday Night Football with the Cowboys. Then they play at Win. New Orleans at New Orleans week two. Win. Green Bay week three. Where? Tampa. I you know win. I mean, Green Bay is going to want to play that game. Who? Wait, who? Am, who? That was two years ago. Tampa annihilated Green Bay, right in Tampa. Uh, yeah. Ro- I mean, just destroyed them. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that was Tom's first year there. I think that was last year. Well, last year was Tom's first year, right? No, second year. He's been in Tampa two years, right? Because he lost to Stafford. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? That's right. Sorry. Kansas City week four, loss. Atlanta week five, win. At Pittsburgh week six, win. At Carolina week seven. I mean, guy, they're going to win a lot. Is Matt Rule coaching that game? Baltimore week eight, Rams week nine. I mean, so they got some tough opponents. If they win, if they beat Dallas and New Orleans to start the year, New Orleans tough defensively on that. Do they play the AFC North? They play the Browns. They play the Bengals. What? what where's they the Bengals game? That's a, that's a sleeper kind of like Brady versus Burrow. I kind of I'll keep an eye on that one. That's uh, that'll be a blah, blah, blah. that's a CBS game in Cincinnati. What? No. What? Uh, no. No. Tampa. When? Week fifteen. Oh, okay. So. Right after the Niner game. I feel like a lot of Bengal fans don't feel like they get no one ever mentions them. Like, hey guys, we were just in the Super Bowl and we were winning, like in the fourth quarter. Remember us? We got this guy named Joe Burrow. He's like the greatest quarterback uh LSU's ever seen, the SEC's ever seen. He's pretty sweet. He came back from a torn ACL and laid it led us to the Super Bowl. Remember guy, the Super Bowl? No one mentions them, guy. Not a soul mentions Yeah, there have been a lot of uh Bengals uh schedule breakdowns, you don't think you've seen? I just don't think like the, it might just be their brand. Most teams with a star quarterback that just made the Super Bowl would get talked about a lot more than they do. It's just like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. What an offseason. Let's talk about them. <laughs> yeah. How about Herbert? You know? Uh, Cardinals, Giants, Rams. First two Bengals games. Not an easy start. Steelers, Cowboys, Jesus. Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins on prime. Dolphins, Bengals yep. on prime video. If you remember last year. 12 analysts. The, the Bengals played the Jets and the Bengals had I think it just killed the Ravens and the Jets beat their ass. Yep. I do remember that. So you just again everything went well after, but did the Bengals get a little lucky in the playoffs, you know? Everybody does. It requires luck. Getting the championship feel, requires luck. Do you feel like their run was as tangible as some runs we've seen? I feel like the Rams' run was tangible. Yeah, well, I mean, part of it is when you come out of nowhere, it's like the team, before you realize what's happening, they're in the conference championship game or in the Super Bowl. The Rams have been building up for you know multiple years, traded for Stafford. You're just watching their week one game, like, can this team win the Super Bowl? You know, you're just ready for them, whereas the Bengals kind of sneak up on you. You're like, what are they doing here? Fair or not, and it's probably unfair. I think a lot of people have been like, you beat a Raider team that just was kind of in shambles. Very lucky to be there. You beat a Titans team, worst number one seed we've ever seen. Chiefs win, legit. And you're getting your ass kicked in the first half. Yeah, I mean, you win that game, it kind of it doesn't even matter the other games you played, right? No. We you beat the Chiefs on the road. The only way it could have been tougher is to have played Buffalo and Kansas City. Yes. 
That would have been hard. And I would have said even like Patriots, Buffalo, Kansas City. So you beat Belichick, but you know, that's a good that's a good wild card win. Even if their team wasn't quite as good, but you just beat Belichick. Do you get credit for beating Rich Scangarello? Not not in the way you get credit for beating Belichick. Is that his name? Rich Scangarello? The, coach Michigan, of, guys. the offensive coordinator of Kentucky? Yeah. Who, who's uh what was the Raider? Uh Basaccia. Rich Basaccia. <laughs> Uh, John, how about this news today? This made the uh, the internet. Tony Romo with a back acting up, playing Sam Cianciolo. Cianciolo's uh, long lost cousin in the Wisconsin State playoffs. Now, for those of you watching, this is a photo of Tony. You're like, what is going on? Why is Tony on his hands and knees on the green while the other guy putts? I'll play the video now. He was having back problems, so he's doing um, was that downward dog or cat cow or one of those? I call it the doggy position, but yep, or that. And uh, this poor guy had to had to putt with Tony. Could you? I actually I shouldn't have skipped over Tony. Painful. I mean, watch Tony get up. Oh, bro, he must be in back. No one who has had back problems laughs at this. just miserable it, it was really funny when you just saw the picture and the visual and not quite understood what was going on i i as the day has gone on and this story has continued to uh tony won the match hole 18 uh incredible victory so what's he advanced so where, what's the situation now i mean I, I think he's just i think this was the semifinals of the match play so maybe he's playing to be the uh the state champion is that what it says semifinals uh he wins this whole camp to have the whole yeah it doesn't uh, state match play is all it says yeah so maybe maybe he has another round to go the guy conceded it's not really funny at all it, it honestly makes you in a weird way and I know he's made an astronomical amount of money even since he was done playing and he was probably worth a hundred million dollars his life probably is a little more difficult than you realize from a physical standpoint because as a football player I mean his career ended on an injury. And he had some pretty epic injuries. Like one thing you'd say, Tony Romo, he was a classic like first take. People argued, was he good? Was he not? Everyone kind of had a take. No one ever questioned like, God, he always played through like torn spleens and broken legs and cracked ribs and backs. He's, I Googled it, 42 years old. 42. It's young. I mean, he's a weathered 42 guy. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the uh, leaderboard here. Can't quite tell where he factors in. Uh, I think this is only day two. June we 20, gotta... 21, 20. Yeah, so it goes from the twentieth to the twenty third. Where we are on this is the twenty first today. So and, and sometimes the way they do it is like maybe he's in the eight now, and then he has to they do like two rounds tomorrow, the final four, and then the championship. You know how they do the match play WGC style? Yeah. <clears throat> so depending on how many people they let in. I do see on his official Wisconsin State Golf Association um, statistical page that he went he went to the uh, U.S. Uh, Open qualifying at Wild Rock Golf Club, shot a 75 T26. Not good enough. So he's obviously had a, a stressful week of golf last week, and now he's playing golf again early this week. Uh, I just think of Steve Kerr whenever I see, you know, I – you remember watching Steve, how painful back surgery. He had back surgery, and it was the they 
it was the um, the complication from the back surgery that was the problem for Kerr. Then he had another back surgery. But man, dude, this guy. Remember the Wright Thompson article about Tiger when he'd scream for his daughter to come get help? Yeah. He, couldn't, he was in his backyard and he couldn't move. I think of Steve Kerr and Tiger Woods and the back injury just not allowing you to. Now, he he finished. I mean, I, but is this just going to be something Tony Romo? Is this like the arthritis from his football injuries? You know how p- people talk about that, the arthritis when you get older or, or whatever, the stiffness from previous injuries. I can't get out of bed. I'm stiff. I mean, does he? Do you remember that video that you posted about Justin Thomas, like putting his pants together a couple weeks ago? Yeah, and and they had like uh, Tony Finau on with the physio, stretching him out. Physio. He's a PGA Tour guy. Like, does Tony take a guy like that with him wherever he goes for this shit? Or is that person for this shit? That guy might just come to his house five days a week, just to live life, just to live life, to pick up his kids. Yeah. Anyone who ever's had debilitating back pain says it is a hell that they would not wish upon another person. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up everybody? It's your old friend John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. 
They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I mean, ultimately, Dak I've Prescott got, is I've got starting. A, I've, I'm dealing with a um, a rib situation right now. Can you Pretty explain serious. how you got the rib situation? Huh? Can you tell the people how you got the rib situation? I, <laughs> Uh, for some reason, I was rushing. You know, John Wooden said, hurry, but don't rush. And I tried to jump into my car. For some, where, I where were you going? I, I don't know. Just get in my car. I mean, I wasn't going anywhere. I was going to get dinner. Like, I wasn't I wasn't in a rush. I wasn't late for anything. And I just, the way I got in my car, I tried to, like, jump in. And I hit my shoulder on the top of the opening, door opening. And it crunched me the other way. And I've got, like, uh an a, a abductor pull or some something. I don't know. A bad strain. I I don't think it's a cracked rib, but whew, it could, could be. Could you swing a golf club right now? I could. Yeah. It's it's because on my left side, it actually is not. It's not a problem. I went to the driving range a couple of days ago. It was not a problem, but probably made it work. Probably didn't help it. Yeah. But um, you know, well, like Tony, you just got to battle I can't through. Take days I mean, off, John. Yeah, it's ibuprofen and just swing on. Yeah. So, good luck I, to Tony. I, I, We're I, rooting I, for him. I, I, I feel bad. I feel empathy for Tony Romo's pain. Guy, he's 42 years old. I, I, I've been watching golf my entire life. I have never once seen a human in that position. Ever. And I played with old people. He's 42. On on the green. I've <laughs> And he's an NFL. Like, he's a tough guy. Can you imagine the pain that was going through his back? To have to get like, because it is embarrassing for him, right in front of his competitor. Yeah, it's not classic golf etiquette. And I'm not being funny. I just mean like you wouldn't be doing that unless you really had to do that, right? Is there a chance whatever the pain at a specific moment drew him to his knees, and that's how he ended up down there? Like Possible. It, it looks felt. to me like he's got some series of exercises he tries to do. Right, he's doing some exercise there, but man. Uh, on the oh, sorry, I didn't have the video up for everybody, but in any event, on the stream, Big Tone says, John, did you see those final point performances on your Twitter? Seven out of the 10 50 point game were winners, and the other three losses the most. Elgin, 61 points in a loss. Do you know what this is about? I think we were talking the other day. I didn't see this tweet, uh, but maybe remember how we were going back and forth over people with 45 plus point games or 50 yeah. point games. And you thought, you thought a large percentage of them were probably in losses would I be my guess. guess. That, yeah. Seven out of the 10, 50 point games were winners. So, oh, okay. I got it now. Three losses. So 30% most. of them were in losses. Yeah. So you, you do tend to win if somebody drops 50 on your team. One of them remember was LeBron in game one a couple years ago. Remember that, yeah. like 50, 20, and 10? Pretty legendary. And then JR, and he, what are you doing? <laughs> I what saw did JR do again? Well, he got a rebound in the tie game off a missed free throw and pulled it out. Took it out to half court. Oh, yeah. Remember, the game was tied. 
and he like pulled it out as if they had the lead. They missed a free throw. Maybe he, the Cavs missed the free throw. Offensive rebound. Pretty open layup, remember? And he just pulls it and goes back to midcourt. And LeBron was starting. LeBron's like, give me the ball! And then time (laughs) expired. (laughs) And they lost in overtime. Yeah. That was dumb. All-time social media moment on the internet watching sports. All-time. All-time. George Hill missed the free throw, says Joe, on the stream. Happens sometimes. You know, you're just not situational awareness. It's something uh, coaches get paid a lot of money to communicate. To Underrated when you're in a building, the score is not on the screen in front of your face, right? I would say basketball players, whenever you see them look, and they are always they know where the score is. It's, well, yeah, the, the the ones who, yeah, it's important. No, it's not in front of your face, like when you're sitting on the couch eating Doritos. You have to check a lot. You know, it's just you got to check. <laughs> so, college golfer now, Jr. Yeah, he he won the was he the uh, academics uh, like the academic student of the year or something like that? Might have been. I he I don't know if he was a great. Think. Don't know if he was a great player, but uh, he always bragged on social media about getting straight A's. I think he won some award or like was like the all league academic team something like that. But could, don't quote me on that. Uh, Don, uh, it was revealed, reported this morning that Deshaun Watson settled 20 of his civil lawsuits. 20. I think there's, does that mean there's four now unsettled? Does this news change at all the way you view the possibility of what his suspension would be this year? No. I think he's a lock to get a season. I think his great regret at this point in time now is if you were ultimately going to settle, because part of the reason dragging this out so long, right, was... I am have going day to, to tell the truth. Clear my name. And it got way worse as he went through it. And I don't think this helps at all. The other thing I saw Florio post. You and I have talked about this. Like I, to me, the, I, it feels like the NDA has lost its juice. Like a lot of people still talk after they sign these things. And just like with this many people, the chances that some details come out feels borderline very likely. Not that that necessarily changed anything from his A case. lot of details have already come out. At this point, what is an NDA doing for anybody? I guess yeah. preventing a book or an interview or something? I would say if it finds out how much money's being paid, it'd be pretty eye-opening, depending on the amount. That's Yeah, that's true. That's, I guess, probably the obvious one. Good point. But, I mean, how much when you're paying 20 people? I was thinking, like, what if you gave him a million each? Like, $20 million total? That's a lot of money. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's got to protect his... <laughs> but if you... It, it, if you gave half a million each, that's $10 million. So it's like, did he give them each? They all saw you sign that contract for 250. Is that what the number was? Plus you've made think, a lot of money. I think 30. Yeah. He's, and he's already made cash. I'd be interested to see what the number is. Yeah. Are they I mean, all the dude, same? Well, that's the one challenge then if, the, if you're, yeah, it's a lot of people. Busby or Bosby or whoever they get, what, Busby. whatever the, he represented them all. Right. So, so it's not like. Is yeah. he given some more, some less? Be but he weird. gets a percent of twenty mil. Or does he not? Does the lawyer not get a percent of a settlement? Maybe not. I the lawyer. I've I've heard. I, I had think. someone tell me they get sometimes thirty percent of a settlement. So if you get a million dollars, they get three hundred grand net. Wow. I think being you know the reason like people rip on lawyers for being kind of scummy, they make a ton of money on these big things, a ton. Well, I remember the story. Have I mentioned this to you? Maybe you know it or people know it. The story of the brothers that owned the last ABA team to sell to the NBA. Have we talked about this? 
I don't think so. So these two brothers uh, from New York, their dad had like some. Uh, their dad was a uh, was an immigrant, and he had some uh, like textile company. They made some good textile money in New York, and the brothers bought an ABA team and moved it to St. Louis, the Spirits. And they did it like two years before the NBA bought out the ABA. And, you know, so like whatever, four teams, seven teams, whatever the number was, got absolved or got brought into the NBA, not absolved, absorbed. And then the other like five ABA teams or whatever was left over, the NBA basically bought them each out for, I mean, a million bucks, I think. Like the Minnesota Lakers, Kansas City Kings, like all these well, no. teams. Yeah, Minneapolis Lakers, I guess, became an NBA team. But there were a couple teams that just disappeared. And the NBA paid them to go away. There was like five teams that disappeared. Yeah. One of them was St. Louis Spirits. So I think it was like, let's say five of them. The other four, let's seven of them. The other six each just took their million bucks. Well, these two brothers were like, no, we're not taking your flat fee. We want a percentage of your television revenue. So the NBA was paying these guys like seven. It was a percentage of a percentage until I want to say like five years ago. So they made five years ago. Yeah. They until the whenever the last NBA deal was maybe eight years ago, but I think it was four. I think silver signed one at 14. Okay. So until 14, these guys were getting a percent of a percent. So they They, they rode bird and magic and Michael Jordan. They got like $800 million in the end. And finally, when they did the deal in 2014, the NBA was like, we cannot continue paying these guys in perpetuity. Let's just flat fee buy them out and gave them in 2014. They gave the guys like 50 million or something. They hadn't owned a team since 1976. Well, the lawyer had negotiated 10% for himself. So the lawyer made like 80 mil. Why would the lawyer ever work? Maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. That is genius. I have to look at the exact percentages, but I think they got like, it was like one seventh of one thirty second or however exactly it worked, but it is genius. It was genius. Yeah. That's one of the great, the true, one of the really great business deals of all time. Of all time. And again, they were, imagine them walking into a boardroom in 2014. Like, ah, oh, good to be here. How's LeBron you, doing, guys? <laughs> and you know you have a deal in perpetuity, so they have to pay you so much money to end your deal with them. Wow, you're so rich by then. You're, just, I mean, you're they're probably like, pretty right, old. Your fifty million dollars. Kind of crazy. They stayed alive that whole time, right? Because how old were they? Probably. I don't think they were. The, yeah, I think they were in their early. I think they were like in their thirties, early thirties, probably when they had that ABA team. Point of purchase price were probably a little cheaper back in the day when yeah, you I see some of these numbers, like. In. George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees for $10 million, which I think is literally the amount of money he paid for the Yankees, right? Well, how much did Joe Lake pay for the Warriors? 438? Yeah, not much. It's the worst. I mean, what yeah, I mean. But it's it's gone from like 430 to like what are they worth now? 3 billion. I mean, Six. I think Jerry I, I think Jerry Jones's number was not that high. Jerry's number was not that high, you're right. I want to say like 50 million. Jerry Jones, the headline was, Jerry Jones thinks he could get $10 billion for the Cowboys. Kraft's uh, number was not that high either. He actually, in, in 1989, he spent $150 million. 
but it was far from a guarantee. I mean, that's that feels like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, Kraft spent one seventy two in ninety four. Jerry got the stadium too, though. Kraft had to build his own. Yeah. Both don't regret either purchase. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, I don't see I don't see any reason why Deshaun Watson isn't getting uh, suspended for the year, and why Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to be their quarterback. I'm with you. Well, I mean, Actually, when do we get? It's the 21st. Are we two weeks away from a viral video of Jimmy throwing a couple dimes? Well, yeah. I mean, at some point, if you're the if you're the 49ers and you think the Browns is where you you're, you can go, I mean, if you're Jimmy and Don Yee, you do need to you start you need to start pressuring the 49ers to do something like cut me, trade me, whatever. Let's we got to do this now, right? Well, the first the first move is a Tom Brady level social media cut up video of him throwing, right? It's just a sweet, like God, Jimmy. Woo, woo, woo. You know, some music, music in the it. background. I, yeah, I think I think that push a T. That feels inevitable. It just Schefter rap sheet tweeted out video of Jimmy Garoppolo from yesterday, and it's just him throwing like seven different routes. Yeah, uh, at Dana Hill High School. Yeah, shirt off, sweating, high fiving, great teammate. You know, Travis Matthew hat. If Debo was there, would that be weird? Yes. <laughs> How about Devontae? Adams? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that wouldn't be as weird. Maybe he was just there and needed someone to throw. They had mutual, they had mutual friends or something. Ball might start moving on that. I just don't know. You know, the, the money with the Browns makes it complicated with Baker's money, Jimmy's money. A lot of moving parts. <laughs> A lot of moving parts. Uh, Kepka to live, John. Kepka, after uh, admonishing the media for hanging a black cloud over the U.S. Open, as he said it. Uh, and uh, I, I watched some of his uh, interview the other day where he said, you can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror, which I'd say, well, I mean, I guess not exclusively in the rearview mirror. Well, the European reporter, once he said that, then he's like, well, yeah, there are upcoming events. Like, that's what's going to go on. Do you remember when Jeff Tedford uh, did a package deal with a guy named Zach Maynard, who was Keenan Allen's stepbrother and one I of do. the worst Division One quarterbacks we've ever seen? I do. Still beat Fresno State with him. And uh, basically, to get Zach, to get Keenan Allen, you had to put Zach Maynard on scholarship. I had someone from Clemson, when I tweeted out this analogy yesterday, tweet me that Dabble refused. Obviously, Nick Saban as well said we will not. Both of them said you can walk on, not scholarship. Jeff Tedford, you know, I, des- a little more desperate, turned out to be his last team, did it, and it cost him. But Chase Kepka, there was a video yesterday from Liv's Twitter and Instagram account of Chase just hitting some balls. It was just something, if you were Liv, you would do with like Lee Westwood or DJ or Sergio, like one of your famous guys, and it was Chase. And then I follow Kepka's tracker. You know, the guy that just follows him on the course, tweets out all his shots, says, we got a problem. He changed his bio, and it was pretty clear. Like, you know, this. I don't think Kepka's trolling everyone. anyone. I do think when they offered his brother, I, I was told a while ago that Chase used to get into random tournaments, like the Travelers or Arnold Palmer, or just some random PGA tournaments, and it was basically the way for that tournament to throw Brooks a bone because they couldn't pay him and get him to come. And a lot of times Brooks would do his classic, like he would miss the cut on purpose, but they would get him there and it helped with ticket sales. I think this was very, very similar to recruiting guy. I, I think this had a big, 
Happens in basketball a lot with like the brother who's the coach, you know, <laughs> which is smart. Yeah, I mean, Clay Thompson's brother's on the Warriors staff. One of his brothers. Did you see the Dodgers just retraded back for I think Jace is that his name? Uh, is that the Trace? Trace is the baseball player. Trace, yeah, because he had a Michael is the older Santa Cruz. Michael is the older brother who's on the Warriors staff now, right? I think it's Michael. Yeah. Which to me, like Michael was a Santa Cruz Warrior. Trace is like a borderline big leaguer. He's playing the big I league. Think Ch- yeah. I think Chase Kepka is not viewed as a PGA Tour player, and the only reason Liv would be at all interested was to get Brooks, and to me it worked. Obviously, they had to pay him. I mean, I think there's a – I mean, do they pay Brooks, Bryson, and DJ a combined $300 million? Well, I thought DJ got 200 I think DJ somewhere 125 150 oh. Bryson right – okay, yeah, four 400 between the three of them? Yeah. Are they all the same price point? Feels like they're all kind of in the same realm. They all have their own thing going. I mean, Brooks, you know, Brooks was the most dominant golfer on earth for what, two years? He won four majors. Like a year and a half, right? Two years. Was it was it even two years? Well, he went back to back both majors. Then when DJ was at his height, looked like as good of a golfer as we'd seen since Tiger, probably. It's crazy how short some of these peaks are for these guys, especially you get so rich and Brooks doesn't really Brooks loves telling everyone he doesn't care anyway. Great. Uh, so to me, like Bryson has the highest upside, and that Bryson still could hit his prime, right? See, he, like, see he was hitting ch- balls with yesterday. You follow him on Insta? Uh, no, who's hitting balls with? Tim Tebow, long drives. Was Tebow hitting bombs? <laughs> yeah, like in, I mean, Bryson level swing speed. You know, they had the thing out there, and they were going back and forth, shooting some YouTube content allowed now. You know, live yeah. allows them to YouTube, of course. Which as a YouTube, YouTube content creator, yeah. Trip on the stream says Chase got an exemption to the Honda Classic at PGA National this year. Sponsor exemption. <clears throat> Brooks guy, as of recording this, is technically in the Travelers Championship this week. And uh, the they've been suspending people indefinitely the moment they hit their first, like when everyone at Live hit their shot. That's yeah. when Jay put it out. He has not done anything with Live. So technically, he could play in this week's Travelers Championship. Which supposedly people love. Like it's a great tournament. It's a cool course. Where is it? And then play and live. It's like I think it's right down the street from where they just played. It's in the I think it's in the New England area. Okay. So it was very logistically very easy for all these guys. Their field's pretty loaded. Like Rory, Jordan, JT, Kepka. <laughs> like they're all playing Scotty. If I think it would be a pretty crazy move by him if he plays in this tournament, right? I, I haven't seen if he's withdrawn. It's only Tuesday, but I, I, well, I mean to me, like other than he's a guy that doesn't seem to play, why, I, I don't see why he wouldn't play unless he doesn't want to. But I don't see any reason not to. He already got bombarded by questions at the U.S. Open, which I had no problem with it. I mean, it's part of the deal. This is a major turning point in the history of the sport. So, like, the idea that live questions shouldn't happen during the U.S. Open to me is ridiculous. Like, this is well, people thought he was going and he went. <laughs> I mean, no. it's like, well, I mean, it, was he not going? Do you think he was not going? Hadn't thought about it? I mean, of course they'd reached out. Like, there's no way there hadn't been a discussion about it. Like, so no one was sitting around going, you know, we haven't called Brooks Kepka. We should give Brooks a call. <laughs> like, they'd called him. So had he said no? Had he just been, this is how you negotiate? You say publicly, I'm not coming. And then eventually they have to bend and break and give you a big contract. He, he did say I hadn't even thought about it, which, I mean, it was obvious a lie at the time. But we, 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 we you work like four days a week. But you don't play every week. So what do you mean you hadn't thought about it? Everyone's thinking about it. But I just don't see how the PGA can continue like this. 
The you want to Pumpkin, you wanna go to Pumpkin Ridge next week? It's in Oregon. Probably easy flight. Pumpkin Ridge? That's where it's at. Pumpkin Ridge. It's supposed to be a sweet course. I think it's like oh. right outside of Portland. Can you play it like the day before, you think? Uh, I mean, it'd probably give us pretty good access. Be kind of interesting. <laughs> Would be interesting. It's all over in four hours, right? You don't have to wait for the tee times. They'll tee off at the same That's time. That's a good point, and only in three days. I mean, Bryson Brooks. DJ. Chase. Phil. Kevin Na. Yeah, just walk with Kevin Na. Uh, Abe Answer. Equate Abe Answer's in. I, I I think the PGA can ultimately, in the big picture, win this battle, but I don't think they can do it like this, keeping players out of PGA events. Well, see, I, that's where. How could they win? They're, it kind of feels like they're losing. They they, they well, just they lost three. They just lost three Ryder Cup guys stalwarts in yeah. a in a month. No, I'm not saying they're not losing, and I'm not predicting that they're going to win. But I'm just saying, live. They got a ways to go before they're just around forever. That's all. True. These things. YouTube property. They just got a ways to go. Now, the thing that Liv really has going for it that hurts the PGA is Liv is not playing some like bottom line, we got to make profit game. So it's they have a bottomless pit of money. You know? What if Greg Norman, what if we went to Liv and one of us got escorted out? <laughs> and the other one got the photo Greg, of Greg Norman. Greg, I, I used to own your shorts. I own a couple of your colored shirts. I was a fan, man. Show up wearing Greg's gear. Can you get tossed in Greg gear? Probably, honestly, it'd be. It honestly be the move if you were a golf like media purist to just go all in on Greg, they would accept you, right? They would like make you one of theirs. That that's an open lane, don't you think? Just like live golf live. But you know, like what Schefter and Rap Sheet, they kind of protect the league. You know, it's, right. it's there is a lane for that right now to just push all your chips to the middle table. Norman will force the players to kind of be your buddy. Like you get pretty good access, like just live with uh, Bryce and DeChambeau for an hour on the live podcast. Like the, uh, the, uh, the Ballionis of live golf. Well, exactly. Like I host the live podcast. Hey, Bryson, they're paying you 150 fucking million dollars. We're going to need an hour. Bryce is like, it's got to be on my channel. Also <laughs> like, yeah, you can cross promote. <laughs> Jay never would have let us cross promote. John, before we go out, let's tell the people about our friends at, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Right now, go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Whatever your sleep style is, whether you like to sleep extra soft, do you like it extra firm? Maybe it's a 40 like Judd, a 55 like me. However you sleep, go to sleepnumber.com slash ham to discover special offers now for a limited time or at your sleep number store. I, uh, I I keep my house right now at about 67 degrees, nice and chilly. I, I had to go downstairs to pick something up. And the person who was dropping it off said, you're wearing a sweatshirt? I'm like, yeah, I didn't even realize it was hot outside. It's freezing in my house. out there grinding in the heat. When you keep it colder, some of us are just white-collar podcasters, it's easier to sleep. I also saw this thing on the interweb last night about light. And the key is you have natural melatonin. I take it as well to sleep in my sleep number bed. Is when you put the light, bright lights in your face, and so many of us break this, right, with our phones and our eyes. Terrible because it, it puts off these. Uh, I don't want to use the wrong term, neurons or whatever, in your head, and it makes it very, very difficult to fall asleep. So the key is, well, you and I have been talking about this through our friends' sleep number. Keep that phone. You know, try to have a thirty-minute break. You know, obviously, hour can be hard, but thirty minutes and just separate, uh, and and try to get a good night's sleep in your sleep number bed. Sleepnumber.com/slash/am. A warm shower. It sounds counterintuitive, but it helps your body get to its core sleeping temperature faster. Well which prepares you for sleep. Sleep IQ data is there for you to use as well. Sleepers who use their 360 smart bed technology get almost 30 
minutes more of restful sleep per night. That's 170 hours per year. So choose proven quality sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Discover special offers now for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store or go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. We appreciate you checking it out. We do. Uh, there, Chris Rose, uh, you, you brought this uh, tweet to my attention today. Somebody tweeted, the NBA is cooked. I don't want to hear shit about who watches baseball. Game six of the 2021 World Series, 14 million viewers. Game six of the NBA Finals between the Warriors and the Celtics, 13.9 million viewers. And uh, Chris Rose tweeted, and let's remember, there's nothing on network TV in June. All new programming is out in October as baseball's competition. And there's a little thing called the NFL as well. So his point being, baseball's actually uh, fighting a more difficult battle than the NBA is and still uh, did a better number than the NBA uh, finals well, with last year. What was the Sports number Sports. that you said LeBron versus uh, the, the first Golden State Warriors run game seven? Did you say it was like 30 million people watched that game seven? Uh, that game seven was 31.02 million. So in basically seven, eight years, the, the NBA uh, has lost two-thirds of their audience, right? I mean, you have to multiply 13, I guess, you know, it's a little more than that, 14 by three to get over 30 million. Uh, yeah, I mean, that I would say that number is probably an extreme outlier, right? Because it was game seven between LeBron and the Warriors. So that game was 10 million higher than game six and game five. So even if you you, but I would like the year before the Warriors Cavs was like 19, 17, 19, 20. Game six was 23 million. So I would say like, it's probably fair to say 20 to 24 million is their biggest games at, you know, in the last going back to, you know, game sevens do do rate like Lakers Celtics in 10 was 28 million. So the Warriors Cavs final game seven was bigger than Lakers Celtics in 2010, which is pretty crazy, which, you know, obviously Kobe, you know, going to become a legend. But if you think about that, that Warriors team going for a back to back championships against LeBron, who was in the peak of his powers, legendary status, right? Trying to win yeah. one for and Cleveland. It, and it was a rematch. And it was a rematch. I, my first takeaway was because I had saw people tweeting about the ratings in the NBA finals hadn't been that great relative to past years. Right. Again, when you're doing 12s, 11s and, and 13 millions relative to 18, 19, 20 million on random game twos and game threes like that is a pretty precipitous drop off. What the fuck would it have been if the Golden State Warriors were not involved in this thing? Well, I'll say, I mean, last year, Bucks Suns was nine, eight and a half, nine, three, nine, ten, two, nine, five, twelve, five. So you put, the, you put the Suns in there. The NBA has a full-on disaster on their hands. Like, the, the, you know how lucky Adam Silver, who has lost in his reign as commissioner from David Stern, it's been a disaster in terms of interest. There, there's no way around it. The numbers speak for themselves. And you can say that's not all of his fault. You know, it's, it's on the teams and the players. I agree. But, like, ultimately, I think one thing that's really turned people off has been, like, people left, and they have not come back when it comes to the resting when it comes to the player empowerment stuff, like no one has a problem leaving in free agency, but the shit that's going on, like is a turnoff. The, 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 I mean, they've become mercenaries. Like it's not the NBA and live have more in common than anyone wants to acknowledge, but Holy cannoli. Are they lucky that the Warriors were involved? I, I can't, I just, they would have had back to back at least last year as, you know, off the COVID year or whatever, not really any excuses this year. And it was not great. 
And listen, I, I know a lot of people say, well, the average age of the baseball, you know, is 57 years old. I, I honestly sometimes see some. I, do you even trust polls anymore? I don't know if that's necessarily true. I know they skew older, but like, well, I, I, don't I think polls have always been, people lie to pollster. Like it's polls have always been can be pretty misleading. You can get them to say whatever you want them to say. But ratings are ratings. Like numbers are numbers, right? That's not opinions. This is just this is how many people watch. So I'm, I mean, like, I don't think there's any question. You just, everybody. I guess had, for, for those of us on Twitter, for example, it, the NBA feels really, really big, right? And But then you also realize there's 8% of society on that thing. <laughs> I would also say that just of the average person in like the 30s that I talk to, cannoli is the new guacamole. Is that what you're laughing at? That's good. Uh, of the average person that I talk to in their 30s, more of them have an NBA take than a Major League Baseball take. Yeah. that's I, I said this the other day. I tweeted this the other day. I don't remember what came up, but I'm like, does any easier sport easier sport to have takes on on Kevin Durant's and the Kyrie's and the 100 percent. Is there does anyone even can you name a baseball argument? That people have right now. Name one. And I'm not not robo umps and not the shift. Does anybody argue about anything? Truly. I'm like, name me something. Can you come up with anything? Can Mike Trout go the opposite way? Nope. No one's arguing about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, just... there's not one thing anybody <laughs> argues about. Like, not one. <laughs> I'm not even talking about skip. I'm just talking about does somebody in your life have or bring anything up? Yeah, who's better than this guy? Dave These two Dave. guys, who would you rather have? Yeah, is Otani the greatest ever? Like, if this was <laughs> basketball, is Otani the greatest ever? It would be a conversation every day. Imagine if Otani existed in the NFL. This guy plays quarterback and DB. It was like, De- just like a modern day Dion. Oh, yeah, well, even better. Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be more realistic. The guy plays wide receiver and corner, starts both ways. Can you imagine the height that player would get? Starts both ways and is an all-star level guy. Be like, and I love baseball. You love baseball. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shit talking baseball. I'm surprised the numbers. I hadn't really looked. I'm surprised that Braves Astros did those numbers. Good well, they might baseball. get Yankee. They might get Yankees Mets this year. You see, they're they're winning a lot of games. I've Yankees watched, are fifty and 20. I watch the Yankees every day, John. Yeah, I watched good. them yesterday, even against the Rays. They won, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Bottom of the top of the ninth inning. Josh Donaldson scored the go ahead run. Yeah, they're just they're just no one has any baseball arguments. Honestly, f- think how think how big football is, which is by far our biggest sport. You and I were talking when we were trying to figure out what to talk about in this subject, like how much bigger like Jags Texans on a random Thursday does 12 million people. Like Amazon's going to have 12 million people streaming that game. Is that the amount of conversations we have not even on the top guys but like is Baker Mayfield any good? Like Baker Mayfield's like the 20th most relevant quarterback in the league. It's like, should they just eat his money and trade him somewhere? Like, not a soul wants him, but everyone has a take on him. Yeah. Like, Pete Carroll's really going to start Drew Locke at quarterback. Like, you could just have that conversation with a lot of, like, are, is Seattle just done? Like, is Seattle just done? You would never have the conversation, like, how about the Cubs, man? Well, God, they've fallen off. More people on this planet have an opinion on Jimmy Garoppolo than have watched. Mike Trout play a baseball game. That, that's that's my. I don't know that's if the numbers fact. work like that. That more like everyone's seen a glimpse of Trout, maybe. But I mean, that's crazy, right? 
So eventually that does catch up to you, right? Because they're just part of your conversation. Yeah, I mean. You think? I think baseball, I think baseball's, the great thing about baseball is it's a very consumable, it's kind of like a, it's the closest sport we have to a podcast where you can just do other stuff while you're consuming it, right? You don't do that with football. But on every to, day in the background, four yeah, hours. You can count on it. It's going to be there. You don't need to. It's not about sitting down for three hours and just watching it. Um, but what football and you know college football have is just there is a prescribed day. It is basically a national holiday. It helps that that day is the weekend. It's a Sunday and a Saturday for college football. But it's really impossible to miss. It's so easy to consume. You can miss a few baseball games if you don't. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, my team played Tuesday on the road at 1245. Nobody ever has their football team game sneak up on them. Like, oh, shit, we're playing Monday Night Football tonight. I had no idea. Better rush home. Never happens to football. Ever. There's three days when they play. Thursday, there's a game. Monday, there's a game. Everyone else plays on Sunday. What do you need to know? You don't even need to look at the schedule. If you just wake up Sunday, turn on the TV, you won't, at the most, you'll miss like five of your team's games if they're good and they play a bunch of primetime games on other days. You just and can't, nobody you does. Cannot and nobody, miss and nobody does. And you nobody can't does. miss it. You can't miss it. Think about that. You can't miss it. Yeah, it's unmissable. It's unmissable. <laughs> so it's just... Now, again, we're not comparing... But here's the thing. We're not comparing the NFL to these sports right now. We're comparing these sports to each other. And I'm yeah. surprised that Braves-Astros outrated... Warrior Celtics. That surprises me. Yeah, to All me, I think it's I, I think it speaks less of baseball, which I don't have a great feel for. Again, because I'm probably I've become much more casual than I used to be when I watched a lot. Like yesterday is a good example. And this speaks to it like, you know, it's always on. I didn't know the Giants. Maybe I did because I knew Jock was getting his ring and he got his ring yesterday. Or it's pearls. But I, but I was kind of running around, wasn't watching the game, and all of a sudden I turned on the eighth inning. It's one one. I just watched the last 25 minutes, they got walked off or whatever, which, you know, nothing like better than flipping on like, oh, baseball game, seventh inning, tie game. Like, all right, this is, I just need an hour of good baseball. That's all I need. It, it, exactly. I, I, I just do think, though, basketball is talked about by some of their partners like it's more relevant than it actually is, I guess, on the grand scheme of things. It used to be when we were in college, Michael Jordan, even peak LeBron and early Steph. More people were interested. I, I think that's pretty telling because it is your biggest event, the finals, the World Series, the playoffs. That's what's unique about the NFL. Like, yeah, their playoffs are massive, but so are their random regular season games. <laughs> that's why they're not even in the same conversation. College football is not even in the same conversation anymore. They're, they outrate all these things, you know, all their regular season games, let alone their playoff games. But I, I do think that's pretty scary for the NBA, just how dependent now they are on the – Without the Warriors, I mean, I think we're cutting three, four, five million people off this thing. While the Celtics are a big historic brand, people just don't care as much anymore. So they are very, very lucky that somehow the Suns or the Mavericks weren't playing in that NBA Finals, where I think it would have been a much louder talking point of like, the NBA is a disaster on their hands. Because the Warriors, they can't be anymore. But isn't it, wouldn't it have been what last year was again? Well, it's been the last couple of years for sure. But I'm just yeah, saying I mean, like, Eventually, how many years can you go through that to be like, th eventually they have to do a new television deal What's up in a couple of years. At least the Warriors can just like, they better hope the Warriors fucking get back, right? <laughs> These other teams just aren't going to, they don't have the pull. They don't have the power. Yeah. Maybe the Lakers and LeBron would, but that means only Lakers and LeBron, if they had Kyrie or the Warriors, only one of them can make it. It was the perfect world when it was LeBron versus those guys. Now they play each other in theory, right? 
remember that? Remember the playing game last year? Rated really well. It was just one game. Those two guys. It was like a football game. It was a great game. Remember Lakers Warriors and like the was it the seven eight? Remember that thing? Yep. Like two years ago. Yep. And it, it I think like ten million. A lot of people watched, which yeah. made sense. It was it meant a lot. A lot on the line. I think the, I think the the what the, the NBA would really love is Lakers Warriors in a play, seven game series, right? Regardless what round, can well, we first they like that happen? They'd like to start with the Lakers in the playoffs. Lakers have some issues. Anthony Davis doesn't like touching a basketball. Would you trade Kyrie? Anthony Davis straight up for Kyrie Irving? Uh. I wouldn't want to, honestly. But you're the Lakers. You'd rather just risk it with the guy that doesn't like basketball. I like Kyrie. Kyrie I, I <laughs> now maybe Kyrie would just play. Maybe Kyrie would play. And Anthony's best basketball is behind him and he gets hurt. So maybe you do do that deal. I also think everyone's kind of forgetting, like, hey guys, these two people had a terrible breakup. Now they're both kind of desperate and they're like, let's see if we can rekindle. That usually in That'll the history of human beings does not work out. I would say Although I would I bet, just roll with those two guys. You don't think I bet the rate of divorced couples who remarry each other staying together is pretty high. But this wouldn't necessarily be a quote unquote remarriage. It would just be like a re get together. Okay. It's different. Now, re I mean, what if Kyrie's got to get $200 million, LA? I would bet on it getting weirder more than it being like some happy, oh, the dynamic duel's back, you know? They're always hugging. Kyrie's a weird dude. LeBron's an egomaniac. I have a hard LeBron's time destined him. to only be in weird situations. Well, he's in one. Yeah. Well, I just mean for <laughs> for, for the rest of it's just this is his this is how it's going to be. No matter what, no matter who he chooses. It's crazy for how loud Draymond is, how kind of quirky Clay is, how normal their basketball existence is. You know, it's been it's, pretty, it's a remarkable combination of personalities. <laughs> yeah, it just works. It just works, which is sometimes the way it is. Yeah. The Beatles, you just can't recreate it. You know, this idea that you can, we just got to do it like the Warriors did it. Okay, good luck. I do think in a weird way, those guys truly like each other more than like some of these stories you see on the Beatles or the Eagles and some of these like bands that break up. It's like, God, they kind of hated each other. It does feel like these guys really, like do the Beatles and the Eagles and some of these famous bands that have these legendary breakups, like at the time, do they even realize like how special we got it? Like you really don't usually. Mm-hmm. I think these the, in basketball, these guys realize like this doesn't get any better, right? <laughs> like they know what they're in the middle of. Yeah, because a lot of even a lot of sports breakups, they always go got it. Remember Kobe and Shaq were like, we fucked up, man. <laughs> you know, before Kobe passed away, and they were kind of right. rekindling, which is always like, easy to say after the fact. Like, oh man, if I could do it over, I would you though? Would you have? Would you handle it differently? I always yeah. call kind of bullshit on that. Like, it's always easy to say, like, man, I should have just been nicer to my sibling. It's like, yeah, you, but it's not. That's like not the way it works. Like, it's there's something so emotional inside you that doesn't that just John and Paul were just gonna argue, and thank God they had Ringo. Their problem was they ignored George. George got pissed after getting ignored all the time. No one gave him any credit. Turned out he was a good songwriter. But. um well, and then what's his name brought in the chick, you know, made it weird. Right? Yeah, Yoko. Lennon. Did you watch the whole thing on Apple? I did. Was it good? I really enjoyed it. But if you don't, I could, I've told, I've talked to some people about it. Just like, yeah, it's just too, it's just not a lot going on, which I understand. 
the one scene that went viral of them just creating get back like on mm-hmm. the fly was pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, it's not like always one. that. It's not always two minutes of them discovering a song, though, is the thing, you know? Yeah. But like, again, yeah, I you, loved it. I know all the I I like the Beatles a lot, but like if you got video of like the disciples writing the Bible, I don't know if the disciples wrote the Bible, but you get what yeah. I'm saying. Like that's cool. But most of it I thought was like them kind of talking and them doing weird things. Yeah. Yeah. The one scene of them on the on the roof, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> when they play the concert on the roof. Yeah, you know, I've thought I always had in my head that that roof concert was like a bigger moment than it turned out that it actually was. Like I was 50 people was, on the street. I was, right? I was like this, like, oh, everyone filled the streets for the Beatles, Beatles farewell. They're like, well, they were unannounced. People couldn't even see them. Some people were mad that they were there. The police came and shut it down because it was too loud. It only played like seven songs. It was not like the grand farewell that I always imagined that it was. Well, one point? of the songs they recorded on the roof did end up on the album, that specific recording. What was the point of it? To promote? Well, the problem was they were going to do like a big TV special. That show, like the thing that you're talking about, what you saw, starts it's like going to be some big TV special. They're going to do this album for TV and they're shooting it all behind the scenes. But then they're like, yeah, we don't really feel like it. So let's change it. They like change plans midstream, but they don't know what to do. They're shooting all this footage. So they just kind of choose the, like, let's just go to the roof and film that, you know, it was kind of, so they never played together after that moment. That was it. Uh, That was their last public concert. They actually did, another that album it's it's a little convoluted that album was technically their last album that came out they actually recorded another album after that album it just came out before the album that they're recording on that you see all the recordings of weren't they sneaky not together for that long yeah like um not uh less uh that was like 69 i think like eight years maybe yeah, it's like it's like Kyrie and LeBron. They had like three years together. It says years. Uh, it says sixty to seventy, but they became huge in, in a very short window. But anyway, I, yeah, I I just think it's always easy to say after the fact. Like, if I could do it over again, I would have. We would have gotten along. It's like yeah, but there was something very natural that prevented you guys from getting along. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get to just choose to get along with people. If you have to work that hard at it, you might not be able to do it. It's like this idea that Shaq and Kobe could have just got along. In other words, if they had been wiser, I call bullshit on that a little bit because I think there's something that sometimes you just rub people the wrong way. Somebody rubs you the wrong way. I think there was something really natural with Draymond, Clay, and Steph. They just get along. They, they get along. Whatever it is, their quirks, the things they do that are annoying, the, whatever, they get along. One thing that was never going to change. I don't think Shaq and Kobe could have done that. Was like Shaq wasn't going to join you at five thirty in the morning, Kobe. Like that was not going to happen. And you know, it turns out historically, no one did. Remember, I mean, one of the arguments like Phil Jackson always made. I can't play with him. (laughs) You know, it's like there. You know what? There's no better feeling is when you have a bad breakup and you're like, God damn, I'm glad I was a dick. (laughs) It's like you know, think about radio days. It's like no regrets. You think if they if they could have had that phone call, like the Beatles recording of us talking after the uh, after the uh, departure, that would have been a good one. 
Oh, what did you put up? I saw DMX play in Modesto. There were three fights in the crowd. My, my point was, can you imagine seeing DMX in Modesto? You better have your head on a swivel at that concert. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know if I'd go to DMX in Modesto. Did you ever watch... I turned it off and found it kind of boring and it had a huge like political agenda about like 19 year olds being idiots. Like, yeah, no shit. Simmons did this like HBO doc on 99 Woodstock. Bill Simmons. Yeah. I'm like HBO. It came out on HBO, like the 99 Woodstock. They tried to recreate 69, but it was like, you know, DMX was one of the headliners, but it was also, you know, Pearl rock, a lot of rock bands, but he was a huge deal at the time. He did it. I mean, it was just crazy. And a lot of it was just like how shit house all these kids. It was a disaster. But DMX was there and it was it was pretty badass. It was like in his prime. You know, he's wearing the red overalls, no shirt, jacked, fucking bald. He, he was sweet. I mean, everyone knew he had like four songs where everyone knew the words. X going to give it to you. Yeah, Rough Riders Anthem is just, you know, Rough Riders he anthem. just he went nuts. It was good. This is from my dogs. It's it's very it, he was easy to consume. He barked. He rode four wheelers. He wore a lot of overalls with no undershirts and just had no body fat, which is always weird to see him toward his latter years when he kind of got fat. Yeah. But it happens to athletes, I guess. I can think of a couple in my mind that I see on the internet sometimes, like, God, this guy's putting on some LBs. <laughs> Did you see uh is it Andrew Hawkins who does all the funny videos, the former receiver? You like used to do stuff with uh, Joe Thomas. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He did a video today. Every athlete, when they go on a podcast, have you seen it? It's like three minutes. Is it like his Joey Molinaro type stuff? Yeah. It's just him pretending he, like every former athlete on a podcast. Yeah. And he's just going Pretty through funny. the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's great. He's like, oh, yeah. I got a CBD toothpaste now. <laughs> just like, it's just, he just does a bunch of one liners. And uh, is he a good Instagram follow? Uh, I just saw it on, uh, I saw it on Twitter, actually. I'll have to check that out. I retweeted it. Go check in the timeline. I'm always, well, you see the algorithm, you know, who knows what I get, guy. I know. You know what I get? I get I get two emails a day from Twitter now. It tells you, like, you know, what you've missed. You get those emails from Twitter? Yeah, it'll be like, Kawakami quotes one, Mike Lombardi quotes one, Megan McCain quotes one. It's like, what are you sending me? Not me. Every time it's John Middlecoff's tweets. <laughs> I only get your tweets. It's ridiculous. But, That's what, I but, see all those tweets. But don't you get a list of like five? I swear to God, your tweet is at the top of every one of those emails. That's weird. Twitter. I like, John Middlecoff. It'll just be a retweet of something. Well, I wonder for the algorithm, we are in each other's like uh, deal. But it doesn't make sense. Like you would think I see. I, I, get, some, I get some of yours now thinking about it. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. Uh, no, this one I got a, I got a, okay. There's a couple that aren't you. Maybe I'm just imagining that, but I can, I can still go for a thousand. Put, just put that up, put that up to the microphone. It's crazy. I've been, I've been waiting to talk about this. I remember looking in my rear view mirror, seeing four police cars, sirens on. And I said to myself, damn. I shouldn't have stole this vehicle. Ah! If I played in the league that, today, I could I could still go for a thousand. They couldn't play in my era. No, no. My favorite one is the. Ah. No, he's soft. He couldn't. He could not strap it up 
in our era. No, too physical, too tough. And you know that. You you know that. Of all people, come on. He was drafted a year before me. Two years, actually. Hmm? Yeah, I started repping myself now. My agent stole all my money. <laughs> and he's holding a drink the whole time. I didn't realize he was this funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> that could have played in my era as the go-to for anyone like over 40. It's like, bro, you retired like two years ago. <laughs> uh, on the No no one gets angrier at the older guys than Kevin. He tweets about it once a day. It's always like, old heads! I feel old like he's heads. tweeting more than ever right now, doesn't it? Well, he's, I mean, guy, what has he been doing? He's been out of the playoffs for three months. I mean, you told me he joined Elon's bid to buy Twitter, I believe you. There's nothing you couldn't tell me about Kevin Durant right now, like that would like make you laugh, make you shake your head that I probably wouldn't believe. Bored out of his mind. You, On the street. The ba- you can't play basketball for seven hours. A day. It's not golf, right? You can only play an hour or two. You can do some shooting sessions, but yeah. like, how often can you really, you can't right. like five hours worth of training. No, it's true. How many threes can you take in one day? Yeah. Did you see Clay drunk knock over that lady at the parade? Did we see it? Ask, ask John how many times he's watched it. Well, honestly, lucky that they kind of side collision really could hurt her because he is huge. I don't think it quite puts into perspective how big he is, right? Now, granted, he was leaning. Yeah, over. you're right. He's trying to keep his balance because I didn't realize you, Eagle Eye, he's trying to keep his drink alive. His his shoe does catch, it looks like, on like a sewer or something. You know, yeah. Well, it's the track. It's like the trolley tracks. Oh, the trolley tracks got him. And he's got a size whatever he's got. Seventeen shoes. Let's you yeah. know. What is he? By the six, way, seven two twenty five. Matthew Fitzpatrick Skechers is he a size eighty? You see how big his shoes look? Maybe because they're yeah. white and Skechers. Have you ever tried on a pair of Skechers golf shoes? No. You know what they say about guys with big Not feet? Not that flattering. What's that? You know they got big hands, big trophy, <laughs> big. You know what? Big, big, big feet translate. Big trophy. I think historically, big feet translate. That's what they say. You, what do you? I honestly just eyeballing it. What did you say? Thirteens. Well, it's hard to. Th- I think the Skechers look big to begin with. My mom had a pair last week, and they're just they're they're kind of boaty. You know, they yeah, they're kind of boaty. Yeah, because I could yeah. tell like the way he's got them tied. They're like tied. You know, I can tell like he had to pull them really tight. So I think there's yeah. a lot of material there. But I remember years ago he was an Under Armour guy. It feels like he kind of sold out for some random brands. Probably got paid. What's uh? Who's he? Who's even wa- rocking? I don't even remember. Well, Skechers. Maybe Which, he got some of the carryover. Uh, where Skechers? Workday. You got to get paid a lot of money. Yeah. Workday. Workday. They had some extra money left over. Yeah. Whatever. It looks like he's repping the Air Force. I don't know what that brand on his chest is. Well, a couple guys on the tour represent MLB. What? Can you explain that one to me? What would you guess baseball pays those guys? Why is baseball paying those guys? What is? Well, so- Sebastian Munoz is. Uh, Latino, you know, maybe the market Mexican. I'm get. I don't what know what market. The Texas Rangers fans. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think Cam Young. Well, one guy a, wears like, like the Diamondbacks logo on like Thursdays. Someone told me Pence Payne Stewart back in the '90s used to wear NFL. So it's it's not unprecedented. Rob Lowe. <laughs> what league would you do? Would you go random like uh, MLS or something? You know, like, well, I would try to do the league that elevates my brand. So I'd go like Premier League or something like Manchester United, you know, F1. Yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. I'd want to go something in inter- that's more like um, the problem is Clay goes Anta, but I don't 
I've never seen another human being wearing Anta. I don't know if anyone buys it. They paid him eighty do, million. Like, Korean baseball league. I don't think that would elevate. Yeah, I don't think that would be the one. But you know, Never Nike. Know. Oh, you European, said elite. European Union S- SEC. <laughs> Firm on the stream says you guys talk about streaming services a bit. I think you'd like the new South Park Streaming Wars special. It's uh, funny if you haven't seen it on Paramount Plus. I don't have Paramount Plus. Do you have Paramount Plus? I think it's one of the things I see on my credit card that charges me like four ninety nine a month. I don't know why. You, I have. you probably got it to watch Yellowstone. I, I did, yeah. Or eighteen. Well, 18. I had watched Yellowstone actual like live, and then I got it to get the Tim McGraw, Sam Neill. Is that his name? Sam Neill show. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't. Park. Which no, I, I'm thinking. Uh, Sam Neill's in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm thinking Sam, the guy that's oh, in oh, a Star yeah. is Born. Yeah. <laughs> Sam. Uh, Sam something. And uh, the Tim McGraw show, which was pretty, you know, it was an old Western, but it was a good Western. A lot of killing, a lot of shooting, a lot of Sam. Indians attacks. Elliot. Sam Elliot, yeah. Sam Elliot, man, that guy. All right. Uh, we'll be back with another pod uh, later in the week, probably Thursday. And uh, Lincoln Riley joins us on the show on uh, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday pod next week. Don't forget, get in the mailbag. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, five stars. We appreciate that. If you're watching this YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Hit that like button. That helps us grow. That helps us uh, expand. That helps us get bigger. It helps us make money, which we appreciate your support in doing that. So thank you. Not, not that one today, John. Oh, you horns down. Suspended. And uh, you think the SEC is going to let Texas keep uh, horn keep fighting that battle for them? I don't think so. Good luck. <laughs> all right, go get the mailbag. Uh, thanks for hanging. We'll talk to you all soon. Adios, Pelota. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.